Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, a show where I, John, and my co-host, Sean, hey, yo. the smarty guy, break down streaming service original pilot episodes and let you know what we're thinking about them. Uh, this week, we are covering a 2021 original Netflix show, Lupin, uh, the French Gentleman Thief. Um, that's been, uh, remotely popular. I've, I've seen it pop up on the top 10 a time or two. I, I don't think it's on there now still, but, uh, it was a, it was a recent addition to the Netflix library in the last couple months and, uh, certainly has, uh, some laudable parts about it. Um, Sean, how are you doing today? You know, the past couple of days been pretty down school's getting me bummed out mm. got everything sorted out though then i got to the show and it boosted my mood this oh, show a mood booster this show is a mood booster it's got mm, it's got some oomph to it it's I like, like it. carmen san diego meets but not carmen san diego <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no it's uh it's if you're unfamiliar um it's 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 the word lupin pronounced lupon there there's a lot of uh, a lot of french this is a a french show i should uh, specify uh sean and i both watched it with the original french uh vocals and with english subtitles so um apologies because we certainly uh, may have missed a handful of character names and we're going to do our best when we when we talk about characters but if you're unfamiliar, um, so the story of Lupin is, I guess it's like a, I don't know what time period the original uh, takes place, but it, it's, a, it's a book about this uh, thief named Arsène Lupin, who's a gentleman, but also steals a whole lot of stuff. Hold and uh, through the lens of our main character, Asan, um, he, we see that he's slowly turning into um, a Lupin modern himself. day Lupin. So pretty cool idea. Um, you may also have heard of um, Lupin the Third or Lupin's Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, which is a um, Miyazaki film, uh, which is an anime movie. If you're if you're unfamiliar with who Hayao Miyazaki is. Um, that's also based around this same French gentleman thief. So there's that lore that neither Sean or I know a ton about. But uh, from the standpoint of this being a heist show, we can totally talk about it in that sense. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. So did you know anything about um, – or had you had any ideas about the show before you decided to uh, – that we check it out for the pod? Uh, I did not know anything about it before Anthony Sanfilippo recommended it. And I, yeah, I hadn't even heard of it. I didn't see it anywhere on Netflix. But then I was like, all right, I'll check it out, Mr. Sanfilippo. And it actually looked pretty interesting. Shout out to Anthony from the uh, Righteous Gemstones podcast way back at the start of Pilot's Guide. And now he's here dropping, uh, dropping recommendations. That could be you, listener. If you want to recommend a show for us to listen, send us an email, pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. 
or at us on Twitter at Pilots Guide Pod. Heck yeah. So now that we've laid the groundwork, um, why don't we start digging in and we'll start with our Kowalski analysis report, which is where we break down the characters that we are not very sure about in the show. It's kind of rough. But give us a give us a start. You know where to start. We can get we can get the basics down. That's all that matters. Uh so starting off, we have a son Diop. Um a son is the main character who is the modern day Lupin played mm-hmm. by Omar, Omar Sai, C Sai, I don't want mm-hmm. Yeah, Omar Sai, I believe. Um pretty badass character in my opinion mm-hmm. uh just a very smooth overall knowledgeable criminal um we know i think we know that him and his wife are separated i'm not sure if they're divorced yeah. um they throughout the episode uh a son met with his son gave him a book that his father gave to him uh, it was mm-hmm. about Lupin, I think, or was it? Just yeah, it was. It okay. was the book, the book Lupin, the gentleman burglar, I guess. And um, what else about Asan? He's just very he he makes sure that his tracks are covered at all times. He's not leaving any mm-hmm. hints of where he's been. He's he makes a Wikipedia page about a fake Wikipedia page about his fake. Uh, what is France's currency? Uh, oh, they use euros. They use yeah. euros in the uh, in the what should we call it? The big uh, auction that happens in, it, in the show. In his uh, in the bidding for the necklace that he steals in this episode, mm-hmm. um, he makes a fake Wikipedia page and he says that he works for some cell phone company that he i don't even he didn't really specify like what he quote did but mm-hmm. uh he said it was worth like 575 uh like million dollars million, million euros or, yeah euros mm-hmm. um just smooth guy just so a smooth guy i'll just leave it at that yeah yeah well you'll learn a lot about him um pretty you, you, it's interesting. I feel like you learn you sem- you at the same time you learn a lot about him from this first episode, but there's so much mystery behind him because because the the show is sort of split. And I think when we cover the summary, we'll just do like some one of us will cover the past and then one of us will cover the present yeah. because you, you you see him growing up as as a kid with his father, who I have fact checked. His father's name is Babakar. Cool. So he's the he's at the top of the uh the name list here. Um he's just like uh Asan that is. It's just like a cool cool dude. And I, I was confused because his name was Asan and the the history thief is his name Arsene. I thought I was just confused. I thought this character was named Arsene Lupin, but he is not. Even though he says at the very end of the show, I am Lupin. Uh, <laughs> he's just like a, a modern day version of that. So super thief guy. Um, other characters. You, you've already mentioned his separated um, wife 
Claire, uh, he gives her alimony money. Uh, she takes care of their son, Raul. Um, but, uh, Asan can see him on the weekends, which he does at the end of the show. Um, there's pretty much two or three scenes with Claire, um, that involve Asan and her, uh, discussing, uh, very cordial, very, um, very, they're, they're very nice to one another. Um, their situations in, in life in, in like a little coffee shop. Um, I don't think she knows that he's a thief, but, um, that is what he do. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's them. So we can put, move them aside. Why don't uh, you talk about, um, a son's father and what he did and mm -hmm. where he ended up and what happened yeah. along the story. So, um, so Babakar, who was his, um, son and, and him were, I think they, they moved from Senegal. Uh, I believe that's where, where yeah. they were from. They moved to France from Senegal and his dad, when Asan was 14, 13, 14, um, was a driver and a butler pretty much for, uh, a rich French family known as the, the Pellegrinis. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what he did. Um, a lot of bad stuff happens to Babacar that is brought on from just blatant racism. Um, and it ultimately results in his death. We'll get into that, um, later on, but, uh, that's sort of Babacar's situation. Just being this, um, this hand for this, uh, rich family. Uh, do you want to talk about the, the Pellegrinis and their, their situation, I guess? Um, I th so the Pellegrinis are just I, I don't know how they're millionaires. Like, do they ever say like what they did? Who knows? They're just millionaires. Yeah, <laughs> like, could be the, family money. The Pellegrinis are just uh, there's Mister, Mrs. and Mister Pellegrini. Mm -hmm. Um, Mister Pellegrini is just an uptight prick, I guess you could say. Yeah, yep. Yep. And Mrs. Pellegrini is a wife that is too scared to stand up to her husband. And mm -hmm. that eventually is what causes what happens to Babacar to happen. Yeah. And uh, Asan knows that. Later on, he has a little meet up. Well, no. We'll get into it later. But yeah, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Pellegrini, they're just not the best people, to put it no. like that. No, no. Um, who are we missing? Uh, they have a daughter, uh, Juliet yes. Pellegrini, who is around um, Asan's age, probably a couple years yeah, a older. older. Um, who we meet in a flashback, and then we also see in the present. Um, the 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 main factor we've talked about this uh, stealing of this necklace. The the Pellegrini family owns. Uh, this original necklace from Marie Antoinette. It's like this big pearl uh, necklace. And um, the whole thing is that 25 years ago, um, back in 1995, the necklace was stolen from the Pellegrinis. And as of two weeks ago from the present, uh, they rediscovered the necklace. 
So the necklace is found. Who who knows where it came from, and when we can maybe talk about that in our prediction segment. Um, but the Pellegrini family reclaims this necklace, and then it goes on to auction um, by Juliet Pellegrini, uh, who may I, I assume her parents are already gone, and she's just selling it to sell it. Yeah. Um, but she's there, and she's rich in the future as well, and. I, I we don't know a whole lot about Asan and um, Juliet's relationship, though we do see in one flashback that they they kissed because Asan swam in a pool. That that's that's kind of kind of <laughs> it. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I'm, ri- I'm writing down a hot prediction right now. Oh, you got a hot right? prediction. I, I will. Uh, I'll let you develop that. There's a there's a whole handful of um, minor characters I would say. Um, why don't you just describe the th- the thieves at large? We who we we can't be sure about what their names are. I'm pretty sure two of them are are Kevin and Yusuf, but there's another guy who I, I lost track of in reading the subtitles. But what's their deal? What how are they involved with Hassan? Um, so. A son owes money to them for something. I don't know what. But uh, the money that he owes to them, he gave to his wife or ex-wife, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, for alimony. So he has no money anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And they threaten to throw him off the building if they don't get money. And yeah. then he brings up how he can get them a lot more money mm-hmm. by stealing the necklace. And uh they how many of them are there? Four? Three. Three, I think. Well there, there's, I think there's the... three plus the getaway driver. Well Because there know... was definitely more than there was three in the building. Yeah, like, yeah. And then the getaway driver gets out of the building and takes his he takes his like oh, yeah, janitor suit right, off and has right. the Puma jumpsuit, yeah. hops in the red Ferrari. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's there's getaway driver who's a little squirrely guy. I think that's Kevin. It it could be it could be Kevin. Um, uh, whatever. <laughs> there's also there's also may it might be Vincent. I and I don't know I don't know. But there's big buff guy I, who I thought was Kevin. They've got like a bruiser type, who you said looks yeah. like Dave Batista. Yeah. Um. So you can imagine what Dave Batista looks like. Um. And then there's like the leader i say in quotes of the three of them who's just like the guy who deals with the money who gives asan money and says you know 10 percent interest weekly and i'll shoot you if i don't get my money back that's who asan ultimately has to convince to get wrapped up with him so that they can steal the necklace together even though um as we figure out asan never has any intention of them <laughs> getting away with any part of of this thing it's it it ends up being well actually it's kind of their own greed that pushes them and splits the whole party but uh they're dumb asan is not that's the most important thing yeah pretty much sums it up Mm. um i mean i feel like that's pretty much it yeah there's a couple cops um there's a guy that a, a captain who uh, Captain Romaine, he's probably going to be more important. Um, yeah, the one there's that, a guy named yeah. Tybalt. Eh, 
I, I don't know. They, they's like, like I said, a collection of, of minor characters, at least for this episode, but for the time being, it's, it's so much of a focus on Asan and his dad in this episode that like, you could care less about many of these other characters. Yeah. So we'll leave them up to you to figure out their true names. Sorry. Um, so why, you know, you, do you want to just like get into the, uh, into summaries now and talk, uh, talk plot? Let's get into the nitty gritty. Let's get in. Do do you want to, do you want to cover the, the past or the, the present? Um, I'll talk about the past. Okay. I'll let you start then. All right. So I'll try not to bumble my words too much and stumble but uh i'll try i'll try my best yeah yeah, you get it um so asan's father is a butler for Mm -hmm. for the pellegrinis and we learned throughout the episode that mr pellegrini is a racist and a bigot and Mm -hmm. his wife is too scared to stand up to him and uh one day while one day while Asan's father, Bab- Babakar, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Babakar, yeah. Babakar is looking at all the books he has against his bookshelf. And Mr. Pellegrini, he's like, hey, stop standing around doing nothing. And then Mrs. Pellegrini was standing to the side. She was like, oh, well, I'm sorry about him. You can go ahead and take one. And he ends up taking a book about Lupin. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, it turns out that that was a gift to um asan in the future um mm-hmm. so i won't go into the deep details anymore but um eventually babakar gets framed for mm-hmm. when the necklace gets stolen from the pellegrinis um there's a scene where the police are in the house mr pellegrini is throwing a tantrum and the the uh, framing Babacar and it's just like a shit show and the, the police eventually take away Babacar and then it, the next cutscene to the past is of Asan going to visit Babacar in prison and before they can even see each other a guard finds him hanging in his cell mm-hmm. um so he committed suicide over a crime that he was framed for. Well, I wouldn't say – well, not really framed for because we don't know who actually took it. Did he commit suicide though? Hmm. No, that's a whole different <laughs> – that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> but yeah, something that there was not definitive evidence that he he had done the, the thieving. Yeah. And um <clears> – <throat> The th- uh, what what came in? so so the dad's dead now that dad is dead now there's another cutscene where uh a son is at his father's grave mm-hmm. and Mas- mrs pellegrini shows up and he's like yeah go to hell and then he walks away hands and pockets and everything and um you mentioned it briefly but there was the one episode where uh mr pellegrini or mrs i forget which said that a son when he was younger he could 
uh, swim in the pool and mm-hmm. Juliet, their daughter, was at the pool and she was like, is it true? And then he's like, is what true? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, uh, uh, it was, she said, from what I hear, black people can't swim. And then <laughs> she proceeds Stupid. to say, if you can make it to me swimming across the pool, They'll give you a kiss, and then he doggy paddles over to her, and eventually gets a kiss. There you go. Um, I feel like that pretty much sums up. The big thing to take away from it is Babakar, from what we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, got... I'm trying to think of the best way to sum it up. From what we've seen, racism put Asan's father in prison for something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Asan knows it and is just trying to get revenge now. That's 1995 but, France, and and we know what's happening in modern day France and modern day America and modern day every other country, and uh, just a sad situation. It, it, this episode, he was trying to get revenge. But I feel like next episode or future episodes, it's not going to be focused on the Pellegrinis anymore. I feel Mm-mm. like it'll just move on to something else. I agree. But, I mean, it could go into the next episode, too. Who knows? Yeah. I, I will add um, that... So, you mentioned the, the book, the, the Lupin book that um, Babacar took off the shelf at, that he was asked to... or. She let him take any copy that he wanted. Yeah. And he, you know, check, 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 check. Specifically took that book. Um, after he dies and uh, Asan is alone in the apartment. To- and even like the news is covering the death of his father. He shuts the TV off and opens up a box from his dad. And ta-da, that's where the book is. So you can assume that because of all of this... Um, and the gifted book, um, Asan's got plenty of fuel to adapt this character um, and sort of become Lupin, which, as he says in the final sentence of the show, I am Lupin. So he's uh, he's he's fired up. He's fired up. <laughs> he's fired up. Um, and it's that book that uh, that taught him. So books can do great things, people. You can learn a lot from books. Clearly, you can learn how to steal a uh, sixty million euro necklace. So, um, okay. So, so that's the past. That's what sort of brought him into the the person that he he is. And then I will lay out the the present situation. So, yeah. um, separated from his wife, has a son. Uh, pays alimony, needs to go to some shady dudes to get money for alimony because he's a, a good father. Um, but I, I don't think he has a job per se. He did just get hired um, at the Louvre to be a janitor. Um, and so he's got that job now, but that's not going to to cut it to to pay what he needs to pay and and clearly he cares about his son clearly he cares about his ex-wife or his, his separated um wife and uh he wants to take care of them the, the best that he he can so he's got to go to these shady dealers in order to accomplish 
this task. And yeah, so he's working at the Louvre, but he's got to go get money from shady dealers. Uh, and he does that. Uh, and he's a good, he's uh he, he gets what, like a thousand bucks and yeah. with 10% interest weekly. These guys, um, he's like, after he gives the money to Claire and then goes back to them and they, they're like, where's my money? He says, I'm going to make you more money. Let's go rob the Louvre because I work there now. And I know that there's a really big auction for a necklace. Uh, so the plan is that the three, uh, bad guy, the three punk whatever's thieves. Uh, thieves or just general criminals are going to go in underground uh they he they've stolen some key cards to to fob in and out and they're gonna take uh chloroform in like spray bottles and try to <laughs> knock out some guards that's a very goofy scene we'll, we'll talk about that one and um the whole in the meantime, Asan, who is uh, under the guise of Paul Cernan, uh, is going to buy, I say in quotes, win the auction for the necklace. Um, so he puts on this whole fake persona. He makes a website for himself, a Wikipedia page that talks about how rich he is. And um, he goes into the auction with these fake credentials. Nobody stops him. He runs the bid up to uh, 60 million euro. Uh, everybody else drops out and he's like, okay, I won the necklace. So um, Asan's going to go check on the necklace and the other three guys are knocking out the guards and cutting off the cameras and doing all this thing. The one guy's got a Ferrari as the getaway vehicle, which is not a very... Not a uh, good getaway vehicle. Not a good getaway vehicle because it's bright red and goes very fast and is very obvious, but he didn't get the memo because he likes fast cars. And um, they ultimately get to this point uh, where it's it's a son and the guy who was in charge of the auction and the other two thieves who took out all the guards and are pretending to be the guards. Uh, they open the, 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 the safe and there it is. The Marie Antoinette necklace. Um, Asan takes it out, looks at it, and then the the two uh, other thieves are like, "We're gonna take it." They get new. Everybody gets into a fight. Asan loses the necklace; it drops out of his hand, um, and slides across the room. Everybody's fighting. The thieves get away in quotes with the necklace. Get to the getaway car. Getaway driver goes, hits a bump, and then just crashes down into the, the Louvre, which is like pretty ridiculous uh all, all the thieves get caught by the police and um asan gets away as just being a victim of these guys beating him up and trying to steal the necklace um the necklace is uh reclaimed by the police and um asan walks away totally cool in his suit and then he goes back in with his uh with his janitor outfit goes to uh, the trash can where there was the brawl and out from the trash can, he pulls the actual necklace because he had a fake necklace that he got from a friend. Too smooth. And too smooth. Too smooth. And he takes it and he puts it and he's taking out the trash. He goes in the bathroom. He gets the dirty diapers and he puts the necklace in the bag with the dirty diapers, goes down to the, 
the bottom of the building. Um, they do trash check out and the guards don't check it because they open it up and they're like, oh, this smells like poop because it is poop. <laughs> um, so it doesn't have to go through the scanner, which is something that Asan tells us in the very beginning. One of the things they don't check with the outgoing with the, trash, outgoing trash or cleaning supplies, which is how they got the chloroform in. And uh, Tada, uh, Asan gets out, opens the bag, weeds through a couple of poopy diapers, and there is the the fat stack that is the the pearl necklace. And he walks out, goes up the stairs, unzips his janitor outfit, stuffs it in the trash, pins his suit, and Tada, he gets away with the uh, the whole thing. But the only reason that he became a janitor in the first place at the Louvre is because there was the news story from two weeks ago that they found the necklace again the same necklace that his dad was accused of stealing that's why he's like i'm gonna take that shit because you killed my father because of it and um there we go we got some dogs bam we got dogs how are they doing how are they dogging annoying Mm, mm. it's a shame dogs will be dogs dogs gonna dog man dogs gonna dog so that's the plot of uh lupon pretty much sean what did you uh what did you like oh did you have do you have something else that i missed maybe about the plot that you wanted to to fill in by the way before we talk about likes dislikes no i was just gonna say i think it was a total of 47 minutes yeah yeah good like 47 well paced um a lot of back and forth in terms of the timeline but um i didn't think the flashbacks were that bad Mm -mm. no no they didn't last too long which is nice i liked the kid that played asan in the flashbacks Mm. it actually looked like a younger version of him i agree good casting um so let's see what do we got what do you got what's uh why don't you start us off with a with a dislike if you had one this oh man <laughs> um i feel like the only thing that threw this show's seriousness off mm-hmm. is the thieves yeah i feel like if they got thieves that played a more serious role and like they're i don't know so like that whole the whole chloroform thing which we didn't we talked about it but like not in detail so yeah. like they 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 filled um they filled spray bottles with mm-hmm. chloroform but it wasn't instantaneous like if you were to hold it over your nose or mouth and whatever right, right. so they ha- once they realized that they had no choice but to beat up the security guards mm-hmm. so i feel like if they took away that scene and they just like turned it serious it would have been like more i don't know it would have been i don't even know what the word i'm looking for is not cooler you don't think they uh, (laughs) you don't think they needed to be goofy to show you just how good asan is yeah like i just feel like the goofiness was unnecessary Hmm. because the the, my favorite parts of the show were when asan was being serious and he was like actually setting up and when, like, mm-hmm. they showed him doing his fake Wikipedia page, he was, like, yeah, yeah like, I thought that was pretty cool. And 
the entire scene where they were showing how he double how he crossed the double crossers i think that's mm-hmm. what they used like how he was expecting them to double cross him yeah i thought that was cool and then they showed the whole process of how he actually threw it into the trash can and even his acting his acting was really good oh yeah song. um yeah everything was casted well except for the thieves and the writing for the thieves mm. i just i felt like it was off I yeah, just felt like that's it was fair. unnecessary. That's fair. I don't I wonder how many like I wonder if you're gonna get a ton of those goofy guys in later in later episodes of this, or if it's just going to be um Asan outsmarting the the uh the cops because they're they're pretty serious and, and they would they pose a threat to figuring him out but he's also like five steps ahead of everybody i mean the name that he came up with paul cernan is an anagram for arsene lupin which one of the uh policemen figures figures out and is like oh i gotta go tell somebody about this but we don't really know where they go yeah um but like people might think they're onto him but i i'm pretty confident that asan's gonna like find a way to be so far ahead that it doesn't even matter. Kind of like a Sherlock Holmes, which is uh, yeah. really, really neat. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really struggled personally to find, uh, find a dislike. Um, I think, I mean, I, I could have used a little more, a little more detail about, um, about the relationship with, with Claire. It, it kind of felt like it was just sort of, there but also i i don't know that they they wanted to start the the first episode of the show off with a bang and not really be very slow and i mean it's a a million dollar heist immediately 20 minutes in we're we're running the whole thing there's there's not a lot of exposition which you know is usually a good thing um but I guess that could be a, a slight knock that, I, you know, I wish I knew a little bit more. But that's why they have you going back in time with the flashbacks. So I I, I think they they made the package pretty, pretty good uh, all around. And I, I again, I didn't have a ton that I was against. I will say, though, to give the the thieves their due, the, this whole the whole thing that you're you described with the spray bottles um, yeah. made for some pretty pretty silly scenes that these these guys are spraying in the face of these guards yeah. over and over and over again with this chloroform and the guards are like uh, <laughs> what and then and then they have to go hand to hand um the best of which is when the the getaway driver is in the camera room um asan said the guy who's going to be on the cameras he's not going to be paying attention he was literally like the guy was literally watching soccer yeah. and uh the guy, the the driver guy, sneaks up behind him and tries to spray him in the face, but he's out of spray. <laughs> and the camera guy is like, "Oh, what?" And driver guy runs over, picks up a trash can, and just bops him <laughs> over, over the head. head. Uh, I thought that was that was pretty goofy, and I I actually let out a a nice laugh there. So yes, they took away from the seriousness that was Asan uh, because he was all business all the time. But uh, I don't know. It's it's 
sometimes nice to just have that little uh yeah little treat of uh comedic relief even though it's not like the show is so bleak that you absolutely needed it fair enough anything uh that you were anything else that you were really uh really into from a, a like standpoint i thought it looked really good visually good um, shots shots yeah. were very good uh you think it was actually filmed like in france somewhere I think it was all all just green screen. It was probably, I think a lot of it was uh, filmed in France. The the only thing that looked a little green screeny to me, and obviously it was CG because how do you do that for real? After the car was like dangling, uh, (laughs) after it smashed through the top of the the Louvre. Yeah. It was just like this CG Ferrari kind of like jiggling down some some pieces of uh, beam. Yeah. But everything else seemed pretty good. Uh, I I didn't I didn't sense that I was out of out of place at any mm-hmm. point in time. And we said this earlier, but the casting was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I really liked the story. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of Lupin before. Um, have you? Yeah, I, only from the only from that one miyazaki movie but i know ne- okay. i never watched it so i i didn't even really know i just knew that he's a guy that likes to take things okay um i'm curious to see how if they continue this this story of the pellegrini's necklace mm-hmm. or or if they're just gonna go to stealing because at the beginning didn't they show like the mona lisa or something yeah yeah he looked Maybe at the mona lisa, the mona lisa. <laughs> uh I don't or, know. Or don't the know. Declaration of Independence, dude. Dude. That would yes. be awesome. <laughs> yes. Asan goes to America and he he joins up with Nick Cage and he he gets oh, the doc. Man. Yeah. Just uh just good. Uh, other than that, I don't have any other dislikes and that pretty much sums up everything for me. Yeah, I can't. I can't applaud uh, Omar Sy enough because he truly he truly fulfills the ge- the whole gentleman, um, gentleman thief burglar. Is like, he in anything else? I I feel like his name is is really familiar. I'm gonna I'm checking. I feel like this guy he has the uh, potential to be like a young Idris Elba. Like if Idris Elba was a little bit younger, he could have done could have done this this uh this role he's in x-men jurassic world transformers wow uh he's in le chat du rabin oh he's in the brand new oh he's like a big time guy in in uh jurassic world franchise barry he's 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 in in multiple the the video game lego jurassic world now we're cooking now we're cooking (laughs) He's uh, Leopold in Arctic Dogs. Yeah, I don't know. He's in Transformers The Last Night, Hot Rod. Uh, hmm. He's in, he's in a bunch of French stuff, though. So he's... Yeah. He's yeah. making his way around. He's doing his rounds. Yeah, I, I don't know who this Barry character is from, from Jurassic World. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to watch Jurassic World again. Probably not. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, anyway, that's that's all I have on the uh, on that front. Do you want to just uh, do you want to talk predictions because you got you got a juicy one? Hey, John. Yeah, I think the Pellegrinis. Mm-hmm. I think they're still alive. Oh, Mister and Mrs. Pellegrini. Yes. Oh, tell me, tell me why you think that and why it matters. I can see in my head that. The Mr. and Mrs. Pellegrini, they mm-hmm. just sent Juliet to the auction, their daughter, and then eventually Juliet's going to get in, ton- in contact with Hassan. <clears throat> mm. Then they're going to, like, flirt with each other. Then eventually Juliet's going to be like, do you want to come meet my parents? <laughs> and, and then, well, actually, no, because Juliet knows who Hassan is. Right. Right. So he's met their parents before. He knows that they're assholes. How well does she know him though? Was like did he go to the pool multiple times cuz we well, only see yeah. the one scene. She could she could completely forget who who he is, but he knows who she is. I I can just see them having Asan and the Pellegrinis having like a confrontation cuz like the last thing he said to her was go to hell mrs pellegrini mm-hmm. and i don't know i could see something else happening but we don't get any hint of them still being alive so just a little yeah. throw it out there yeah yeah no i i i sort of am of this mindset that definitely something seems something seems super fishy about the timing of the necklace so we know that the necklace disappeared 25 years ago yeah in the the san pellegrino's whatever uh they're in their safe and then it wasn't there and there are plenty of other people that work for them that could have stolen it but of course baba car was the only black guy so that's who mr pellegrini decided did it um i think the i you gotta you you might have remembered this i didn't rewind and i should have rewound when asan was young and he visited his dad and he was going to visit his dad in prison. Was there a point in time where a guy walked in front of the door that Asan was at and like you get a brief glimpse of some guy's eyes and then he like yeets out and then after you see that the guard opens the door to his dad's room and his dad is just there hanged because I'm pretty sure if I had rewound it, I would have like thought about this guy a little bit more. That that guy I'm talking about is probably the guy who killed his his dad. You think someone? I was gonna say you think it's a coincidence, or you think it was just a transition? I think I think it's it's it was meant to be because of the eye contact that the guy made seemed to make with Asan. So he yeah. probably knew that Asan was the guy's son there to visit him. And was like, I already, I just killed him. And it's probably because Mr. Pellegrini, or maybe it was because uh, Mrs. Pellegrini had a conversation with Mr. Pellegrini and was like, look, you know he didn't do it, right? And then Mr. Pellegrini was like, I'm just going to kill him so he can stop talking and say that he didn't do it. Uh, It just looked like a one person cell though. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying that there was a second person in the cell, but that somebody went in, did it, 
and then was walking in the hallways before Asan went into the hallway or whatever, walked past him and was like, gave him the, gave him the eyes because huh. I just did the, I just killed your dad. Um, but I think that the Pellegrinis never lost it. I think they, they generated this narrative or something. They, and then they, 25 they, they, years ago, they could make more money by saying it, it mysteri- it magically reappears. Yeah. They never really said, I don't think they said where it was found. No, they just said it was found. But didn't they say that it was spread around the world? Like it, they, like it was put into pieces and then reassembled. Yeah. Something. So you say that now and that like lit something up in my brain that I, I feel like I remember, but I don't. But that might have, that might have been when the necklace first originated true maybe like, like, like marie so like antoinette when, yeah when marie antoinette had hmm. it it might have been like after she had it after her they like took it apart put it around the world and then finally someone put it together and then mm-hmm. then the fellow greenies got a hold of it somehow i don't know do you think the pellegrinis are like do you think jewel you think Juliet is a is a bad person? Do you think she's going to be a bad person or no? Speaking of bad people, mm-hmm. I I found I, I heard this in the past and a TikTok joggled my mind the other day. Okay. So if if in any movies or shows a person is using an iPhone, mm-hmm. they can't be the villain. Oh, so Apple has like this deal, I guess, in like film where villains can't use iPhones. Hmm. So if you see someone using anything but an iPhone, it's a possibility that they're the villain. But if someone's using an iPhone, they're not the villain. That's interesting. Do you know? I if may, she was using I may an have iPhone? just ruined films for you. <laughs> Do you know if she was using an iPhone? That's the thing. I don't know, but. I have a feeling that she, there's something behind her, and she is nothing but trouble. Really? I, she, because she just seems like she's, like, up to something. I felt that way when they were kids. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure, because she, it, like, literally is exploiting him for her own comedic effect. But I get the sense that she has some sort of... um. She may, she could have maybe some sort of an obsession with him in a weird way, um, because if, if I do recall, after he wins the the auction and the crowd's like all everyone's like wow he just you know sixty million euro crazy and like everybody's moving around I feel like she was trying to look at the person that won and like he's always kind of all like behind somebody off to the side yeah but he's like looking right at her, um maybe she does remember who he is. And maybe she, like I said, has some sort of an obsession with him. And um, if she is good, I bet he's like, maybe he like, I don't know. Maybe he drops her and like steals from her more because 
she deserves it. So there is something conflicting about that, though, because she knew him growing up. She knew his real name. But when he was there, he was under a fake name. True. So she would be like, hey, don't I know you? And he'd be like, uh, no. No, my name's Paul, not Asan. So, yeah, that would kind of mess things up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you were right when you said that, um, it's just going to be like him trying to get away from the authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the time, like, I don't know, parts, I guess you could say. But, um, I feel like what you said earlier, like, he's just going to be one step ahead the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be like them chasing him the entire time. But I have a question. Yeah. Do you think... He's capable of killing anyone. Nah, this this guy don't think he doesn't any killing. He doesn't seem like a killer type to me. Yeah. Um. I, sure, he could get shot at or something. Oh yeah. Um. Well, they almost I don't blew his think... head off at one point when he owed the money. Hmm. Hmm. No, he seems like the kind of guy who's like a um, because of how he handled the situation where he was almost getting thrown over the uh, uh, over the balcony. Like he he's so in control the entire time like he's not pleading for his life he's just like don't drop me like just don't drop me just pull me back in please and then like he gets in and he immediately does a reversal on the dave batista guy puts his (laughs) arm in an arm bar and is like you guys all you thieves that i owe money to you need to listen to me because i am now your boss so listen to my whole plan that he lays out for them like He's just like that. He's so, so smooth. Like you've already said and in control that I I think it would mostly be some hand to hand stuff that he would ever get into. Um, but you would think he would want to like kind of protect his, his face. So maybe he's not even ever getting too up close and personal with the, with the coppers. Yeah. I've got one more question. What's up? Close out. Uh, you mentioned this before, but he gives the book, he gives the Lupin book to his son at the very end of the show. Yeah. Takes it out and is like, here's a book. You should read it. Do you think his son is getting involved? Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be smart to get his son involved, mm-hmm. but he does want to see his son more. Right. So steal with, uh, steal with dad on the weekends. Man. I say no. no. I don't think so. I don't think he wants to put his son in danger. Gotcha. We gotcha. will see more of his wife, though, I feel like. Well, yeah, I'd say for sure. Wife, I don't know. I'd say for sure. But, um, yeah, that's, pro- that's probably true. Maybe he's just like, oh, I, I just want to know if his son reads it and is like, yo, these stories are cool, dad. And then his dad's <laughs> like, I know, they're literally about me. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be a situation where they like... um. Like, who knows, maybe when they release part two, there's a time skip and his son's older and his son's now a spy or, or not a spy, a thief. Working together. Working, I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past him. But yeah, pretty, probably just try to protect him. I think he cares about his kid and uh, doesn't really want him to do the same things that he has to do. But now uh, Asan's flush with cash if he decides to sell or he might just hold on to it. Omar Sai, he gives me like Idris Elba vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, like this could totally have been an Idris role. 
if not for Omar. Idris yeah. is a little older, though, so that'll do it. John? Yeah? I think we're ready to talk about whether or not this show is... Ready for takeoff or crash landing. You want to tell us what that means? So for those that are unfamiliar, a show that is clear for takeoff is a show that will see itself through. Uh, It will uh, come to a completion without being canceled. Um, So whether or not they believe uh, this show is going to run uh, just for two seasons or three seasons, uh, who knows? But it would do all that it is set out to do that they originally intended and close itself out. Now, a crash landing show is a show that, plain and simple, gets canceled. There are plenty of shows out there in the world and plenty of shows that get canceled and plenty of shows that go for 14 seasons. Well, not plenty, but some. Um, Do we believe that this is one of those shows that is going to see itself through to the end? Uh, It just recently wrapped wrapped up part one and it is filming its second part. We have no idea how many parts it would be. Sean, what do you think? ultimately based on me alone not even trying to think about viewers and if it's going to get enough or whatnot me i like this show i think it's ready for takeoff i'm probably going to continue watching um i think it has the right cast i think it looks pretty i think it has a really good story i like how it's serious and a little bit goofy, not too much, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I like it. I'll watch it after I watch Sopranos. There you go. What's your? How far are you into that? I need to watch the season finale of season one still. Oh. I, I was gonna watch it last night, but it was like two in the morning, and I wanted to go to sleep. Hey Tony, I've been seeing a lot of Sopranos memes recently, and I don't know why. I love it. Yeah. What's the best thing about the Sopranos? Before I give my answer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, probably. Uh, Good sell. Probably, probably the accents. Okay. It just gives it, uh, just gives it so much. I love it. Genuine Italian articles. Yeah. Uh, you're, so, from, you're surprised I didn't say Gabagool, aren't you? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> no. I know all right. All right. Give your Gabagool. answer. Give your answer. Uh, I believe this show is clear for um, I, you know, there's not too many, I don't, I don't think there's too many, too many, um, I don't know, too many foreign shows that, that really j- actually break out into the front page of American Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. but this had that opportunity. Um, if you are simple and you like to, uh, just what consume a show with, with English uh, voices, you can turn that on. So for the people that don't want to read, they can do that. Um, you should watch the show in French because it is originally French um, and watch it with the uh, English subtitles. It's totally cool. You should do that. It's um, it's good culture. If I do say so myself. Yeah. I think like I found it actually pretty co- like cool and interesting listening to the other language like it's just Mm. it's just like Mm -hmm. different not listening to english and like it's nice 
trying to like put together what they're saying but at the same time you're like i have no idea what they're saying until you read the subtitles i don't know Mm -hmm. i just think it's cool listening to a different language yeah and french is a really nice language to listen to for sure like it's it's a very smooth uh, romantic language um and is uh is pretty neat i i very much enjoyed uh my watch of this and you know people love heists they just love heist. There was that show, whatever money heist or whatever. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was like the hottest show in, on on television or on any streaming platform in like whatever year it was, twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Everyone was watching it in the world. I should say it had like eighty million viewers. This has got heists. He just took the necklace in the first episode. He's probably gonna take three other things. I, for one don't watch enough heist shows and you're right this is like this has got some adrenaline pumping and good pacing and uh a fantastically acted protagonist um and just it's got a little bit of everything and good good music good background music too good uh choreography you know it's easy. It's an easy one. It should be able to do everything that it's setting out to be. And I would probably put this one as a shorter run show, um, but it doesn't need to do too much um, if it's just telling this guy's story or whatever the stories of Arsene Lupin through Asan. Uh, I can't remember what his last name is. Depot. Diop. I was going to say Depot. <laughs> um. Did Kristen yeah. like it? Uh, Kristen was reading gotcha. while she while we were watching it, so she wasn't really focusing on it. But I feel like she would. It's got something for everybody. Heck yeah! And that's uh, that's Lupin. <sighs> we did it. We did it. Folks, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. Uh, if you would like to connect with us, as I mentioned before, you can do so at Pilot's Guide Pod on Twitter or pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. I'd like to thank Anthony Anthony for suggesting our show today, uh, and Angelo for producing our show, and Andrew for producing many of our other shows. Um, we're not done here. We have some business to attend to. Yes. Um, while I decide on a show, oh, also thank you, Emily, for our artwork. If you'd like a Pilot's Guide sticker, you could do so by clicking the link below in the uh, description of the show. Sean, while I figure out what we're gonna be watching yeah. next, why don't you let us know what your shower thought is if you had one? Very recently. so. I was actually thinking about this. Are you a candy guy? I was thinking about that myself. I, I don't think I eat enough candy to consider myself a candy guy anymore. I, I do like say, candy, though. The other day, I went to Dollar Tree to go get some candy because I was just, like, urging some candy. I was in a bad mood the other day. I was like, I want candy. Sure. I ended up with a box of Whoppers. Ugh. I love Whoppers. Don't even get me started. Nobody Whoppers. else likes them besides me. Ugh. And Smarties. Because I haven't had Smarties since like fourth grade. You, you were repping some Smarties. Dude, right I now. love Smarties. But I was thinking 
because I don't know if you're a candy guy enough to do a small pod just on a candy list like we did for food. I look, I'm up for I'm up for a candy list. I can do that. I can just like a maybe not even half an hour pod. Just like sure a mini a mini candy list. You want to do top five? Top ten. Okay, then it's gonna be more than it, a half an hour. But that's you fine. Think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. I mean we'll, hey. We'll figure it out. I'm up for it. I'm up for it. The candy pod. Pilot's got <laughs> off off the map coming uh coming your way. Coming to your area soon. I'm uh I'm I'm doing my doing my due diligence here. If you can't find a show, Liz had a suggestion. I'll take Liz's suggestion then. Liz just started today. I haven't heard any feedback on it, mm-hmm. but it was up for some Golden Globes last night. Flight attendant featuring Kelly Kuoko. Yes, on HBO. please lock it in. My all my right. aunt was also watching that show. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. So HBO Max, you've got a login. I do. Okay, I, it's uh, my it's my grandpa's, but I I also to... <laughs> have a login that I totally pay for. Um, I got the flight you. attendant. HBO Max. We're going back in HBO Max. We haven't done that since Lovecraft Country, so I'm excited for this one. I've wanted to watch the show. And what better for Pilot's Guide than a show called The Flight Attendant? Oh, we'll be the judge. That's that's true. We are your captains and your pilots and your flight attendants. And in all that, we we're the ones that give you the the tiny bags of peanuts. Uh, mixed nuts, I should say, and a tiny tequila, uh, which you can take on your way out off the plane today. Um, Sean, where have we decided to to land uh, land this little venture? I don't know. You tell me. Where are we? We are in um, <laughs> in France, right outside the the Louvre. So hop oh on in. Oh my God! Would you look at that? There's a car dangling <laughs> inside the Louvre. I think it's gonna fall, but it's it's precariously perched. Let's say it's it looks like it's okay. Be careful if you're going in there. Check on uh, on old Mona Lisa. Um, she will follow you with her eyes, regardless of where you're standing. Um, but yeah, check in, absorb some of this art, eat a baguette, and then hop back on the plane. And we'll fly to our next place, which is just going to be the sky, because of the flight attendant. Yes. There you go. So we're watching the flight attendant next week. Get ready for that. And as always, we will leave you with this, our final note to you. You may now feel free to roam about the cabin. Cabin. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pilot's Guide. Sean and I will be back with you next week. See you then. Sweet dreams. Bye-bye.